0: TalkZone.com!
2: Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. Very nice intro for you. We do welcome everybody, as he said, to the two guys in a mic show here, a football Friday, beautiful winter weekend here in the fine city of Chicago. We will talk sports and more. That's what we do every 10 to 11 o'clock on weekdays. Big Dog and a coach at your service. Lots to talk about. First of all, let's welcome in my good partner, the Big Dog, Joel Radwanski. Joel!
3: Uh everybody, Coach. It is good to be talking to you and uh, you know, it's just good to be alive nowadays, Coach.
2: Well, it is good to be alive and uh unfortunately we cannot say the same about uh one of the great, great Chicago icons, my friend, who passed away, uh believe they said one o'clock this evening, so our excitement about a football Friday and the weekend coming tempered by the passing of a true Chicago icon.
3: Who who passed away? Uh oh.
2: I was almost afraid of this because Big Dog, you're gonna Bozo have a hard. I get a huh? Poso the clown? No, I got a bad feeling. You're gonna have a hard time doing the rest of the show. I honestly, I, I, I sincerely hate to inform you that Ronnie Santo passed away last night. See, I, I knew that we, we should have informed the Big Dog before. This is good live radio, though.
3: I, but, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know, Coach. I, yeah. I was working. No, we, were I we were rendering some new animation last night, and I didn't, yep. I didn't go to bed until, like, 4.15. Right.
2: I didn't find out. I checked my Facebook about an hour ago and uh, a couple of comments on there on the passing away. And then, of course, I listened to the radio and many uh, great memorials being given. But the big dog, I am trying to remember, but as I recollect, you were a huge, huge fan of Ronald MacArthur-Santo.
3: I love Ron Santo, Coach. I, I mean, I really do. Yep. Uh, this is not a
2: good moment right now. So. Right. I'd hate to break that to you on the air. And you know what? There's a, I, I, there's a lot of Ron Santo in a Joel Redwanski, if I could make the comparison. There are some similarities. You're both gregarious. You're both uh, people-oriented people. You're both enthusiastic, passionate. You wear your emotions on your sleeve. You love your victories. You take your losses probably a little bit too hard. Not a perfect match, but there's a lot of you in him. There was a lot of him in you.
3: Well, I take that as a compliment, Coach, well, the guy should.
2: was a good, good guy. Yep. A good guy. So, Yep. And a true Chicago icon. I think on our Facebook page I put him down as uh, Mr. Cub number 2. Uh, Ernie Banks will always be Mr. Cub, but you know what? Ron Sano, I think, was uh, right next to Ernie Banks, and he developed that not only as a player, Big dog, but I think through his announcing career, which he almost gained even more fame, he became uh, truly, and this is no slight at Mr. Uh, Ernie Banks, he truly became Mr. Cobb
3: Absolutely, Coach, and maybe even more so, You yes. know, especially when you're uh, one of the voices of, uh, of the radio team that definitely, you know, bumps you up a little bit, and especially when you're a Cubs broadcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Because, uh, honestly, in, like, middle America, there's a lot of people in central Illinois and Indiana and Iowa. I mean, they're diehard Cub fans, and they listen to Pat and Ron show every single day. Yep. So oh, you know, it's not just uh you know, Ron really isn't just a Chicago icon, you know, mm-hmm. he's like the small you know, small town USA icon. They love him out there, Coach. Yep. So no
2: question about it. The cliche is often uh overused, but not in this case a Chicago icon. Truly A great one, a fun-loving one passing away last night. Ron Santo, you want to talk about it? We'll uh, definitely get to some football action. Also some uh, interesting pickups by the Chicago White Sox when the big dog recuperates. We'll get his uh, analysis or analysis, depending on your point of view. 888-463-6748. We got any fans out there that want to uh, comment on the... Ron Santa, what he meant uh, to you, uh, you know, some of your favorite memories, maybe 888-463-6748 is our phone number. Big dog and a coach again at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Dog, I don't know how much do you remember him? You're a pretty young guy. As a player, how old were you when he was, um, playing a pretty damn good third base for the Chicago uh, Cubs?
3: Uh, coach, uh, he, I, I, the more I think about this, the more I'm getting upset that he has not been put in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yep.
3: Okay. I, I was born in 1972. Ron Santo's career with the Cubs ended in '73, and he played ah. 1974 with the with the White Sox, I believe.
2: Interesting. Uh, okay. So
3: see, I, I, I didn't get to see Ron Santos play, but yeah, okay. I do. Coach, I, I consider myself a baseball historian, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I have. All I know is this. He played during the 1960s, the greatest pitching era in the history of baseball. And yet, you know, he still had a 0277 career batting average. He had 342 home runs, won five gold gloves, was a perennial all-star. And, and, and most importantly, think about the story of the man. He played his whole career with juvenile diabetes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, to be able to play the game of baseball back then in the 1960s when, you know, It was, they were just starting to learn how to uh, diagnose somebody that was diabetic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was right when they started like, you know, you got to inject yourself, uh, you know, with uh, insulin at certain times of the day and all that, You, you know, his teammates didn't even know what he was going through, especially for the first like six years of his career. Yep. So it's, I mean the guy, the story, the guy's story is amazing,
2: so kept it quiet uh the the fans and, and you know, and I forget our age difference, big Doug. I'm surprised, but now that I think about it, it's logical you never actually saw the guy play. I'm sure you've seen replays, but I don't think the fans found out until like way late in his career, right
3: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, forgot about that fact, you know you talk about Hall of Fame and stuff, I would say if you strictly. Strictly just took what he did on the field as a player. Maybe that's what the Hall of Fame uh, is supposed to do. He's, to me, he's probably just under the Mason Dixon line, just under it as far as a Hall of Famer. However, if you take into the fact uh, the diabetic overcoming that and not, you know, telling his uh, teammates and fans, et cetera, and then what he meant to the game post baseball career, I think if you put the whole package together, he's an absolute Hall of Famer.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, you know. If you think about it, Coach, if you look at his numbers uh,
2: he's compared close. to third yep. baseman,
3: yep. If you if you look at his numbers compared to third basemen who are already in there, mm-hmm. there's a very. I don't know if you can say he's a little bit below the Mason Dixon line because, and especially when you consider uh, the relative numbers when you're talking about the during the 1960s, the ERA for the league was like 3.3. The batting average was like 240. Yet he hit 277 and. And drove in like ninety runs yeah. every year that that's pretty good he his average he averaged ninety four runs driven in a a year in the nineteen
2: sixties. Uh, I was just gonna bring up that point, one that we always uh emphasize here on the show, one the Cubs have struggled with quite frankly for the last twenty years, finding guys that can hit in the clutch. Ron Santo was a great clutch hitter, albeit the the uh, high r b i total so good point there, no doubt yeah uh, what,
3: you know, it cracks me up. Like uh, the way Ron goes absolutely berserk, or he would go absolutely berserk when there'd be a runner at third and less than two outs, and they they couldn't get him in. Yep. It was, uh, from what I understand, he was awesome in that situation. Absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. So, so uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna I want to say I don't know if he's actually below the Mason Dixon line, coach. And 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 absolutely everything you said about the fact that if you had diabetes and you played and it, yep. the quiet never was an excuse and and everything he's meant to Cub fans and baseball fans since he's played baseball, I really, really, truly believe he belongs in there. And it's funny because MLB Network has a great series of show called Prime Nine, and it could be based on anything like the top nine Cinderella seasons, the top nine hitting seasons, pitching seasons, pitching staff. You, know, you name it, they have top nine managers of all time. They have a list, the top nine players not in the baseball hall of fame. Interesting. Ron Santo, where do you think he wrecks on that list? Go.
2: Two. One. One. Yes. Wow.
3: So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I think he belongs in there, and it's just too bad that when he does go, and I yep. actually think he will go, and it might even be yep. this year. Who I know knows? what
2: you're going to say here.
3: It's too bad. It's just way too bad. I The two things I thought, whenever I thought about Ron Santo, the, the number one thing always was, please, Cubs, win a World Series title before he passes. And the other one was, yep. please, we could get in the Hall of Fame before he passes. Yep. I was much more concerned about the Cubs winning the Hall of Fame. I mm-hmm. honestly truly believe that's, that he used to say that. He's like, it's more important to have to see the Cubs win than get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, we
2: we we uh, only uh, half, maybe even somewhat less than half, kidding. Said at the beginning of the baseball season, it, it, it sounds ridiculous, but... It's almost the primary reason we want the Cubs to win is, and we knew what we all knew Ron Santa was of fragile health. He's been battling and one could argue and I think the doctors would support it. The reason he was able to live much longer than he was expected with his, uh, many ailments that he had was because of his love, his passion for the Cubs. That's what kept him going as well as his family. But, we almost wanted the Cubs to win more, not for ourselves, but so that Ron Sano, before he passed away, could see a Cub World Series. I forgot about that part. And when you just mentioned that, really depressing because that, that now will never, ever happen. That's sad.
0: That's yeah, sad.
2: And he won't see himself uh, inducted. He eventually may be, but he'll never know um, that he got in the Hall of Fame either. Mm. Tough Very, very tough. I guess he passed away um, among all his many ailments. Apparently, he had bladder cancer as well. Not sure I was aware of that. Our medical people here. I was not either. I expect our medical people here at thetalkzone.com who peruse, their main job is to peruse the uh, sporting world and inform us of medical conditions. Apparently, they were not perusing out in Arizona where Ronnie Santa was with his family. But he passed away at 1 a.m. last night, big dog. Complications from the bladder cancer, apparently, the heart. It was basically a heart attack, but uh, the organs basically gave out. So tough. Yeah,
3: I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's really – it's not – I don't want to be rude here, but like when you said Ron Santo, I really wasn't even surprised, Coach. Uh, it, no. I mean, it, it hurt. It, yep. it definitely – you know, it shocked yep. me in one way, but it, yeah, I was just like, oh, yep. it's, it's about time.
2: Yeah, I had a feeling I should have had uh, David Olsen. When I was driving here, I was thinking, you know, I wonder if the big dog – because I know with your – Schedule sleep is a rare commodity. Usually, you wake up, a couple of quick sips of coffee or whatever energy drink you're on, and boom, you're on the show. We should have informed you beforehand, but uh,
3: no, but if- I mean, I, honestly, it's like uh, the listeners get a true yes. Uh, what do you call it? Like sometimes, like news is broke to people. A lot of times, people listen to the news; they've already heard it like eight times. Normally, from what I'm doing, yeah. That's mm-hmm. and, and plus last night you know, I was working at championship games. I didn't get home until midnight, and then I had to work on everything else after. uh,
2: On the bright side, the Chicago Cubs did re-sign Jeff Baker.
3: I'm sure Ron Santos is extremely happy about that.
2: What do you think about talk a little baseball here after our break, folks? We're going to get to football Friday for sure. And, again, any fans out there, you want to comment Chicago area or, like Joel said, he was an icon beyond the Chicago area, too, baseball. People that loved the game of baseball, that followed it, loved Ronnie. Santo, 888-463-6748. Our phone number here, talkzone.com. Big dog, the uh, White Sox picked up Adam Dunn, Jerry Reinsdorf, apparently his stock portfolio doing very, very well, dishing out more millions of dollars. But they re-signed A.J., and they signed Adam Dunn. Four years, $56 million. Good deal, bad deal, or somewhere in the vast in between?
3: Uh, it, it depends on how they the, how they build the rest of the team for the the Adam Dunn signing. I mean, this is going to drive Ozzy again crazy. Because Adam Dunn isn't yeah. all that fast. Adam Dunn isn't really good with the bat. You know, he doesn't have much back control. All he does is hit home runs. Nothing wrong with that. But it, depending, it's, this is basically like saying, "Ozzy, we're going to give you the exact opposite of player that you actually want. Mm-hmm. And, and with Pruszynski, that's an extremely important signing because, like we were mentioning yesterday, if you're going to contend, you can't do it with a a young catcher. That's the Buster Posey situation doesn't isn't going to happen very often in baseball so yeah.
0: is aj
2: uh, a. Think- a young catcher can't come up there's nobody in our system no young catchers in major league baseball age 22 23 24 that can come in and uh throw runners out at a higher pace than aj persinsky and what did aj hit 260 270 no young catchers can i mean we're not talking joe mauer
3: no i i do realize that AJ Przyscinski needs a cutoff man to get the ball to second base. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, he handles the pitching staff really well. Okay. So I, I think that is the, how you handle the pitching staff yep. is the key number one most important uh, thing that you have. So yeah, they they needed to sign AJ Przyscinski coach.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not thoroughly convinced on that, but you are right. That's a good point of it that. Uh, The the thing that doesn't show up in the stats, the catcher's ability, leadership and stuff. And A.J. Persinski does have respect in the clubhouse. Even though he's a bit of a jerk, he's, uh, as some Chicago fans would say, he's our jerk. And uh, there is that aspect. I still think there's got to be some young, good young catchers out there. But they did lower the contract for A.J. Uh, Bobby Jenks, by the way, bullpen ace for many, many years. Thank you, Bobby Jenks. You did a great job here in Chicago. But I think it was time for him to move on, and the White Sox basically sent him packing dog.
3: Yeah, uh, the inconsistency with Bobby Jenks, and and that's where Coach he would blow saves, especially this past year, he would blow saves that just seemed to like either kill uh, the White Sox momentum or like give it to the Twins. It was it was just amazing how it seemed mm-hmm. like the, the I mean every save is big, Coach is a save, but it seemed like he blew one. That were well, more critical for some reason this year. It was, yes. it was a rough
2: year for him. I'm glad you said this year was of late because he did have some really good years. Obviously our World Series year. So he may be moving on, but we do have to thank Bobby Jenks. He was, yeah, And when he started, it was a tough period. Now there's some good closers, but back then there was not many guys that could get big outs in the ninth inning. And for a couple of years, Bobby Jenks did that real well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, he did it with ease, too. Wouldn't even break a sweat. Mm-hmm. The guy would run out there, put those 10 pitches, and the game would be over.
2: Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our baseball experts, not just a producer, not the sound man here, not the coordinator, choreographer choreographer, choreographer of the two guys at a mic show, but also a diehard baseball fan, David Olson, your thoughts on it. And uh, these thoughts, by the way, would be pre- post seated. By David's traditional one and two uh, beat the Schmoes football picks. But <laughs> had to put that jive in there. David, what do you think? Good uh, overall for the White Sox? Good signings? Bad signings?
1: I like that they're getting out there and doing something. I tell you that much. I, I really hope they bring Paulie back as well. Yep. But uh, Jenks, he needed to change the scenery. No doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt about that. He's been on the decline since 2005. Yep. Uh, his, house, his weight's always been an issue and just, you know, with a closer, you kind of need to switch teams every couple of years in, in order to keep the fire burning.
2: I put uh, I, what I listed Bobby Jenks' problems. I put change of scenery number three. Number two was a dietitian, and number one was a new barber. But they were closely followed by change of scenery.
3: Well, uh, I, I got. I got to tell you something. Change of scenery and change of diet. Leaving Chicago is really going to help that. Yes. Well, you know, well, you notice. You notice with Chicago. his
1: weight. I mean, who, when he when he's pitching well, oh, he's a big strong guy. But when he's pitching bad, yep. he's a big fat guy.
3: Yep. Mhm. That, v- like very Philip fine River. line. That's that's like Philip Rivers. though. he's a competitor now that they're winning. <laughs> yeah, but earlier in the year he was just a pain in everybody's butt. <laughs>
2: Who could forget when Ozzie Guillen made the signal to the, it was in the World Series, right? Or Playoffs? Uh, it, it was, I think it was Playoffs. I don't think it was the World Series. Yet. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a classic. Bring in the big
3: foot. <laughs> put his arms up to the side <laughs> like he was calling for the, instead of calling <laughs> for the right hander, he put his arms up <laughs> to the side like, hey, I want the fat dude. <laughs> uh,
2: that was the second big, second greatest call by a White Sox manager for the bullpen. The best, of course, Terry Bevington raising his right arm, signaling for the right hander with only one minor problem. There was nobody warming up in the bullpen. That was beautiful. Yes,
1: David. Uh, but then as far as bringing AJ back, great move. You think team so? leader? Yeah. Why is he yeah. great? Yeah, well, just, great just move? from a, just from a, yeah, from a morale standpoint. Team leader. I mean, he's okay. the, he's, he's, he's the glue.
2: All right. Good. He's the glue. Good and team they, leader. And you know
1: what? Who else is out there? And, and he, they don't have anybody
2: young to bring up behind him. Well, that's it. That's why I made the point. I mean, AJ Prasinsky is Joel. Kid, you know, it takes a relay man to get him to second base. He bats two sixty, two seventy. He doesn't have a lot of homers in RBI. No young guys out there that not, can do not, that. Not in their organization. Well, not in their organization. Yeah, come on, somebody organize our organization. There should be.
3: Yeah, and you know, it's funny. It's like the last couple of years, there always seems to be a catching prospect for the for the White Sox, and the, and the guy never seems to pan out. The last yeah. couple of years. Well, that's AJ probably really save them, Coach.
2: Aj, AJ probably uh, somehow probably sabotages their career.
3: You know, Coach. Uh, it's
2: possible.
3: The man takes a lot of cheap shots, and that—that'd that, be another one right there.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I might as well get in line. I don't think I'm at the head of the class, but a couple of cheap shots the way of AJ Persinski. Let me just say it this, he's probably real good friends with Chicago Bear quarterback Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and David, when you said he's a great leader, my question to you is: great leader for the young players as well? You think? He keeps the team morale
3: up. Okay, you know, coach, that's it's like overblown about about like how much of a pain in the butt he is. And you know what? He's a hard worker. It's good to have somebody on your team that busts their butt all the time, especially mm-hmm. an older guy. It, and okay. it, it, they they can teach young players, you know, how to handle situations.
2: Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll slide you by the way of the A.J. Persinski. said the White Sox changing the look of their ball club. Talk a little baseball here during the break. We were at the break. We'll switch up to a little Friday because it is a football Friday here. Of course, the passing of Ron Sano, the big news here in Chicago to a much lesser extent. Big Dog. I don't know if you read or not, but the Wrigley Field $250 million uh tax uh assistance program, if you want to call it that, was shot down rather rudely. Tom Ricketts oh. says Ricketts has not given up yet, but the initial uh, Chicago taxpayers support the renovation of Wrigley Field shot down. I'm assuming you're happy with that.
3: Oh, no, no. no. Of course I'm I'm not. I'm really upset that a, that a billionaire isn't going to get uh, the rest of us working people actually pay for his project. Can you imagine, Coach, if you go and bought something and then went to the city and be like, hey, could the rest of these taxpayers actually re- could the taxpayers refurbish my business that I just bought? It's ridiculous, Coach. I I, I I'm I'm I was very happy. I'm just happy that I can actually point at a particular person and be like, "That's the idiot that's wrecking the Cubs. That's, that's an <laughs> idiot that is uh, that, that is trying to fleece us." Because you know when Boy. it was the Tribune Company, yeah. I couldn't stand them even more. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm not ripping Tom Ricketts here.
2: Oh but, no, not not at all.
3: <laughs> but I'm just no I'm happy that we actually have like a person that we yeah. can actually point to. Uh, is, was he serious? Did he really buy the Cubs and then ask us to refurbish his his stadium that he bought?
2: He has an explanation for it. I don't know if it's legit. I don't know the financial situations, but he says the money will be paid back. It'll be paid back by the people that go to the Cub games. So there's an explanation. I don't know if I bought it. Not sure if it made sense, but he did have some, in his own way, some logic behind the move.
3: See, but the, the problem is there's no money now. Yeah. Cook County, the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago—they—they—they they, they don't have enough money to to pay people in the first place. So I, you know what? We'll go without books in Chicago schools this year, but by next year, the fans will pay for it to make the money back. Okay. The, you know what I'm saying? It's not like there's any money in the coffers right now to to do this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You can't. You can't take. You can't reach in and and grab what is not there. Yeah, And that exactly. seems to be, although if you look at Chicago politics and politics throughout the country, we seem to be uh, very, very good at finding ways to spend money that we don't have. That's why we got such a deficit here in the uh, city of Chicago, state of Illinois, and the country as a whole, Big dog. So it's not like it hasn't been done before.
3: Yeah, speaking of just, uh, I don't want to go on a talk about talk politics, but just real quick, did you hear that in Camden, New Jersey, they had to fire half the police officers because the city is bankrupt? Ouch. And it's the second most violent city in America. Hey, you know, have fun, old ladies and senior citizens living in that particular community.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: ridiculous.
2: Kenilworth is still very safe, though. You'll be yeah. happy to know There are pockets that are of slight concern, though. Uh, 888-463-6748. By the way, uh emailer Bobby from Brook says, hate to put some cold water on Joel and David Olson, but uh, Adam Dunn. I didn't realize this. Adam Dunn struck out. 199 times last year,
3: uh, Coach. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not I'm lukewarm about Adam Dunn.
2: 199.
3: Literally. So uh, the guy cannot handle the bat. And, and and I just want to throw this out there for people. He probably has the fewest amount of RBIs per home run in the history of Uh-oh. baseball. Oh, well, that's not... I, I, there was a year where he had 40 home runs and he only had like 82 RBIs. How is that even possible? <laughs> I, I, I'm with the guy. I'm, I, I, you know, he's like a threat in the middle of your order, but he's not like this giant yeah. one-producing machine. And I want one producing well, machine. It's that home one hitter. Yeah,
2: but he did uh, last year, I think, 98 RBIs, so somewhere. Somehow he, he batted some people around. I mean, I haven't followed the career Adam done how much of a clutch hitter he is, but he does have his RBI total pretty decent.
3: Well, 98 RBIs last year was pretty good because it was one of the lower one-scoring years since the 1980s, yep. uh, 2010 was. But, mm-hmm. but but still, Coach, it's 98 RBIs and $14 million a year.
2: Now, this you also I mean? means you'll be seeing less of Mark Tehan. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, Coach, Mark Tehan <laughs> has a lot of potential. Yes, he does. <laughs> potential is a French word. What does it mean again? Yeah, but it's a French word that means he ain't worth a damn
3: yet. <laughs> so, oh, goodness. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm sure all White Sox fans are happy that yeah. should be seeing But who's yeah. going to play third for the White Sox? Yeah,
2: I don't know, but I, I'm still – Bobby from Brook has totally made it a buzz kill. 199. Davian Visienda, they got to give him a shot. Oh, that's right. Let him yeah. play. But 199 strikeout—that's that's like a career. Coach, he, he strikes – I think
3: his lowest strikeout total in the last 10 years has been like 175. He strikes out 180 times every single season.
2: Basically, one out of every three times he comes up, he strikes out? Easily.
1: Easily.
2: That's not Ozzy ball. No, it's not. That's ball. Well,
1: well, keep in mind, he's also going to be playing designated. He's going to be their DH.
2: Maybe. More than likely. More than likely. You're on the Polyconerica. Unless you have some inside... Report, you're, you seem to be leaning that Paul Konerko is coming back. Our people telling us that uh, Paul Kanurko probably not coming back. So if Kanurko does I,
1: I have no inside information, what? but I, sorry, I have no Shot. inside information. Uh, I, but I have a couple
2: I, inside sources you can borrow.
1: But yeah, just because of the point that you brought up Ozzy Ball, I think Adam Dunn is their designated hitter. I don't think they're going to put him in the field. Okay. Unless they have to. Yeah.
2: All right. All right, finally, as we uh, head to a I, also, I
1: also think he's going to light it up at U.S. Cellular.
2: I, I think so, also.
3: With with uh, the way the wind blows there, I I, I think he might have a, have a chance to to break uh, Joey Albert Bell's record for home runs of the season by a <laughs> White Sox player. He it's, might be the first White Sox player to ever hit 50 homers, Coach.
2: Minimum 2011 for Adam, Dunn: 45 homers, 112 RBIs, 280 batting average. He'll be a star.
3: If he's open 112 runs next year, he'd be worth $14 million a year.
2: <laughs> yes, he would. All right, Big Dope, we got to get to some football. But uh, finally, as we head to a break, you don't have to answer this question now, but we will have to decide. One of our favorite sticks in baseball season is uh, me throwing out to you, Ron Santo. What do you think about the pitcher coming in? Or Ronnie, tell us about the new San Francisco pitcher, blah, blah, blah. Do we still continue that stick uh, uh, to honor Ron Santo, or do we discontinue it? In honor of the passing of Ronnie Santa. Uh,
3: Let me not answer this question today, Coach. I think that's a good call. Yeah, Yeah. not not
2: today. Yeah, good call. All right, we'll take a quick break. Football Friday. Beat the Schmoll's football picks. NFL collegiate football. More when we come back. Big dog. Coach David Olson at your service. Back in a minute.
1: Open for your calls on two guys and a mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone and the big dog, Joel Radwinski, on TalkZone.com.
2: Back with the big dog, Joel Radwinski, checking in via his telecommunicated phone lines out in beautiful Aurora, Illinois. Joel, because of the passing around Santa, we did have to uh, uh, cancel our scheduled guest for today, Dr. Udo Erasmus was supposed to come on the first half hour of the show. We will get him back next week for sure.
3: Oh, I would. I wish you would have been I today. I need some more of his free oil. Uh, I love that guy.
2: And I had, we constantly have to remind the listeners that Dr. Udo Eurasmus is an actual doctor. Not some little character that we used to have on our radio show, but Dr. Udo Eurasmus. Can you imagine if he was a, uh, like a physician? As it is, he's what, uh, herbal essence? He's got all these... No, What's, he's got Udo's oils. Does he have herbal
3: essence? Is that him also?
2: <laughs> he's got, you know, yeah, yeah. Get better by taking all these different. You know, well, you're pretty into it, the different nutrients and the different oils and herbs and stuff. But what if he was like a colonoscopy doctor? How'd oh you like no to no, no, no
3: no 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 no! Yeah, you do not. Yeah. No, you especially, you don't, Erasmus.
2: <laughs> do- <laughs> doctor, you do, Erasmus. Oh. Disappointed. I was looking forward to talking to him today.
3: Yeah. Um, well, uh, we need to get him back on because he normally sends in free stuff. I, I
2: love mm-hmm. the stuff he sends, Coach. Yeah, it's good stuff. Somebody once told uh, Big Dog one time when they were mad at him, they said, um, "Joel, we got the results from your uh, colonoscopy, and they said there are we did find traces of your head."
3: That wasn't That's a great. sad story. Excuse me.
2: Thank you very much. Remember the time I got my first colonoscopy and they found traces of? Uh, they thought it might have been a polyps, but it turned out it was a pork rind from Billy's and Addison. You remember that big deal?
3: Oh, that was huge. And Billy's and Addison loved yep. loved the fact that they got some of their product on television. Well, I
2: was I can't imagine how relieved I was because I thought I was going to have to go in get the polyp snipped, and you never know if it's uh, you know benign or it's cancerous. And it turned out to be a piece of a uh, pork kebab that I had eaten in Billy's and Addison. Imagine the relief.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you're also happy that
2: you didn't have to stop for lunch that day. You just figured you already ate. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, it's a football Friday. We'll conclude the show with some more Ron Santo thoughts as well. But let's get into some football real quick. First of all, on the NFL side, your Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions. People are starting finally and legitimately to get excited about the Chicago Bears. They're taking on a third-string quarterback that I think is pretty good. And I got a feeling you do, too, Drew. Stanton, I wouldn't be celebrating that we're facing him. He can be, um, can be, pretty darn good quarterback in the right system.
3: Uh, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. I thought he should have been the the quarterback instead of uh, Sean Hill. Yep. I mean, I understand Matt Stafford is, you know, is their starting quarterback, but I, I was a little surprised that uh, he was actually buying Sean Hill. So I tell you something, he's got a cannon for an arm. He can move around a little bit. He's a heck of an athlete. He's a lot better athlete than Sean Hill is. So. Uh, yeah, it, this is not going to be your typical, oh, we're facing a third-string quarterback. Let's tee off on the guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know how he's like. He's progressed mentally. So we'll see. Maybe they will be able to tee off on him.
2: Yeah. And Sean Hill, by the way, had his moments. He was uh, That was my initial thought, too, Is why not Drew Stanton. But Sean Hill actually played some decent football, including against the uh, Chicago Bears in the second half. Now, um, one aspect about the Bears that's amazing, you look down the injury report, Ray, the research guy, uh, uh, gave me the injury reports of all the different NFL teams, Big Dog, It is amazing how fortunate the Chicago Bears are. The injury report for this week, one player, and he's questionable. Pisa, Tito Isamoa, the Bears' health has been, uh, for this time of the year, extremely lucky, unusual, whatever you call it, very fortunate.
3: Uh, yes, and I'm almost afraid to talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. Yep. I have never, never, ever have seen a healthier pro football team than what the Bears have been this season, Coach.
2: It's a strong statement.
3: Yeah, really. Nobody of any major significance has been knocked out, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about from the start of the season, not like before, because you know there were people that you know, you know, we lost before that. But yeah, it's been an extremely healthy season mm-hmm. for the Bears. So yeah, I guess you got to figure. You know, Gaines Adams passes away. And I was like, you know what else is going to happen to the Bears? Ever since Gaines Adams has passed away, there's been nothing but healthy people so, uh, on this team. It's a little strange.
2: Maybe the ghost of Gaines is looking over the rest of the Chicago Bears. But, uh, I'm we've glad had... you
3: brought that up because hopefully the ghost of Ron Santo will be looking over the Chicago yeah, Cubs. Great,
2: great call. Great call. But, uh, we've certainly had our share of bad luck in the, in the past. So we'll take the fortunate. We'll take the, uh, good luck this year. Bears taking on the Lions. The point spread there, what about surprisingly low, by the way? I meant to bring this up. And again, NFL fans, you want to check in, talk a little football here, or make your beat the schmoes football picks. 888-463-6748. But that's at Detroit and the Bears are what? Four? Four and a half. David Olson now saying it's up to five. Point. So considering they got a third string quarterback in Big Dog, uh, did you expect the spread to be maybe a bit higher?
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny, it just started off at three. So it's going up, coach. Vegas had it at three and it's been bet up to five. So what that basically means is uh wise guys a lot of a lot of guys that with uh ten thousand dollars suits are betting on the Chicago Bears to cover the spread. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Other NFL games that uh, you're looking at you think might be interesting? Some uh, pretty good games here in week. What did we decide it was last week? Week 13. It's very confusing with all the buys now. You can't keep track. But uh, amazingly, we're heading into the back, what, the back quarter of the NFL season. Time flies yep. when you're having fun. Yep. But uh, other games, big dog, you're going to be looking at this weekend. Teams you think might be ready to surge?
3: There's, there's all types of good games all over the board. You know, we're talking about that. Is- uh, the San Diego Chargers are starting to surge they're starting to look like one of the better teams in the NFL right now but mm-hmm. you know and and they're playing the the Raiders who are borderline dropping out of the race so that ends up being a, a really good football game uh you, you got a very similar situation with uh, the Washington Redskins and the, and the New York Giants the Redskins can Still play their way into it, but they're going up against a team that is definitely in the middle of the race and, and one of the better teams in the NFC. But then again, if the, if the Giants lose, they really put their season on the brink because mm-hmm. there's so many good teams in the NFC South with the, the Buccaneers playing so well mm-hmm. and the Falcons playing so well. Oh, by the way, they're playing each other this weekend in Tampa Bay. So uh, God, there's going to be yeah. some, uh, a movement week is the best way to yeah. go. Yeah, you know, um, the
2: more I look at the games, you're exactly right. Could we liken it like this? This Sunday's it's either going to be separation Sunday or what I would like to call suture Sunday where you tie things a little bit closer together. There's a lot of matchups, big dog, and I think at the end of this Sunday, the NFL picture will be a little bit more in play. There There can be some separation. We now have our playoff teams. We now have our teams that aren't going to be there and maybe a couple teams that are still in between. Or if three or four games go the right way, we could call it Suture Sunday where everything is clamped together, everything is tied together, and we're going to have a wild three weeks. So this this could be an interesting Sunday to keep an eye on.
3: Yeah, I thoroughly and totally agree. So hopefully things get a little bunched up. uh, Hopefully the Redskins beat the Giants. Uh, Hopefully Tampa Bay beats the Falcons. And most Mm -hmm. importantly for the Bears, they need to beat the – if the Bears handle their business, it doesn't really matter what happens elsewhere in the NFL.
2: Speaking of things getting bunched up, we did mention uh, Dr. Udo Erasmus will not be on the show today. Is that correct?
3: Uh, Speaking of bunched up, I need some of those oodles. I was
2: going to say, if you're a little bunched up, uh, join us on Monday's show where we do hope to have the good doctor. Uh, Hopefully he can make it through the weekend. Not fun being bunched up over the weekend.
3: Not at all, Coach.
2: All right, college football. We're going to make our Beat the Schmoes football picks here in just a second. If you're new to the program and you want to call in, email in any three games. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We're hearing the two guys in a mic show play Beat the Schmoes. Big Dog, the coach, and myself will make the picks any three games against the point spread. Pretty simple to do. If you want to send us an email, mike two. Guys, AOL. dot com. Mike spelled like microphone. M I C and the number two. Mike two guys. AOL. dot com. You can call us at eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The college football. It's not a full slate, big dog, but and this is a sad moment for you too. This is the final weekend of regular season college football. I know that's a tough moment for you.
3: Well, yeah, coach. It's championship Saturday, but just to want to remind you, the most important football game of the year. Uh-oh. Finally. Gets uh its own its own day in this Arm, army navy Arm, game which is I knew next you were
2: week. That. Okay, that's
3: next week. So, yeah, so I'm not trying to, to pop your bubble, but just just to remind, yeah, this yeah. basically is the last weekend. But you know, we yeah. still have my favorite game coming up next weekend. Uh, the, I love championship Saturday, coach. It, there's some great games. As a matter of fact, in beat the schmoes two of those games. I will actually wow. Play. But uh, the, but one of them that I'm not is Oklahoma-Nebraska, and I cannot yep. wait to watch that. It's the last time they'll be playing as conference po- opponents, at least for the at least for the next 12 years because mm-hmm. of the contract deal with the, with the Big Ten. Because you never know, Oklahoma might be part of the Big 13 the next year.
2: Yeah, I'm right with you. I'm probably only going to have time to watch one college football game over the weekend via my DVR, and I believe the game that I will choose is Oklahoma at Nebraska. That will be. Why don't I beat the Schmoes football picks? But it's kind of sad for me because I I remember, I mean, it's one of the, honestly, when I look back at my younger years, when I became a college football fan, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Thanksgiving weekend, Joel, those were some of the greatest games, greatest memories. So for me, uh, to a minor extent, it's kind of sad that that rivalry may be over.
3: You know, it was the same for me, Coach. Uh, Like uh, when I became a football fan in the early 80s, that was basically who determined who was going to the Orange Bowl. Because mm-hmm. remember, the Big 8 would go to the Orange Bowl all the time. And it was always Nebraska, Oklahoma would be in first place, tied for first place, undefeated. They'd both be 6-0. and going into the last game of the season to see who was going to go to the Orange Bowl, 6-0 in the and, in the, the game
2: play. And the great contrast in style, Oklahoma Athletic running that wishbone offense, Nebraska with the big boys, and I mean the big fellows. Wisconsin-like big guys up front, the traditional passing game and more of the power running game. So it was, it was an interesting contrast in styles as well.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was like it, That was exactly what it was. Nebraska yep. still ran the ball a lot more than they passed,
0: but mm-hmm.
3: you're right, they, they would have the power – and play action and throw it over the top where Oklahoma went run 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 run, oh and then a play action pass.
2: Just to throw it in there, what about real quick some of the other championship games? Florida State ACC battle on the ACC title, I should say, on the line. Florida State taking on who the hell are they taking on? They're
3: taking on Virginia Tech. Extremely good Virginia Tech game, and I'm gonna I'm picking that game. And then uh, Auburn, game. South Carolina, too. So it should yeah. be some really good games. Another big game around the country, Nevada, taking on Louisiana Tech. I'm not sure how many people care about that. Mm-hmm. And Arizona State and Arizona last wow. night, Coach. You can throw the records out. Can you, can you? Arizona State blocked two extra points, one to send the game in the overtime, and the other one in the overtime to win. And the same guy did it. Uh, unbelievable. How do you block two extra points in a game? <laughs> and, and you end up winning by one. That's that's a big time, coach. That's, that's really good. Okay.
2: What about very quickly? Can we throw out the game tonight? Uh, we got a you know a little local um, kudos Please. to a team yeah. having a heck of a season. Northern Illinois University, nine consecutive wins. They're going for number ten MAC championship tonight. Picked up.
3: Coach, I, I fell into my own trap because Uh-oh. I've been a little bit upset that Northern Illinois isn't getting enough credit. Isn't getting enough, uh, you know, like you know, just putting up on the pedestal for having such a great season so far, and I and I haven't talked about him at all on a football Friday, so yep. I'm sorry, Coach Kill.
2: Shame on it's you. Done down there. Shame on you. One of our favorite coaches, a man who uh, overcame cancer himself, Dr. Jerry Kill, a uh, legitimate. Legitimate top five coach of the year candidate. All right, we better make our beat to uh football picks. Big weekend of football. Some great NFL games. College football, as is, is Big Dog is calling it, championship Saturday. Uh, not a lot of quantity, but an awful lot of quality. Some really good games out there. Should be a lot of fun. Big Dog, uh, dare you lead off today? You want to bat in the two spot, yeah, advance yeah. the runner, or do you want to clean up?
3: No, I'm absolutely ready. And by the way, you guys can go to shytownmix.com and actually see the pics. And trust me, I put wow. a couple pictures in there, tell a couple jokes. Is it shy or shy? It's shy, Coach.
2: <laughs> and you're making the same picks on this show as you're making on the website?
3: Well, I have a, a couple extra picks on the website.
2: Because right. our, you know, so. our general manager, the commander-in-chief, Chris Whitting, not a big fan of sloppy seconds. He wants our show to be an original.
3: Well, we can talk off-air about that, Coach. Yeah.
2: By the way, taking a look at Chris Whitting, it looks like not only does he not eat sloppy seconds, I'm not even sure he gets to the first opening. Someone in his family is stealing all the food.
3: The man needs; to, he does need to eat a little bit more. Coach. There's
2: no question about it. And the, if,
3: you to, if you want to eat, you definitely don't want to bet on the picks that I'm giving you. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the Thank you for one, that disclaimer. The, the first one, quite simply, Nevada just got done beating Boise State everybody's patting them on the back. They go out and play a team in Louisiana Tech that they should absolutely kill, and they're at a 10-point favorite on the road. Is not going to happen. Take Louisiana wow. Tech plus the 10 points.
2: Wow. I got a feeling you're going to lose that one. You may regret that bet. I think nevada got, Nevada's got nevada got the big mogul. How good is Louisiana Tech this year? Uh, they're
3: not very good whatsoever, yeah, Coach. That's a
2: bad... I'm disappointed in you, big dog. I don't like that bet, but continue. I
3: absolutely love that game. Okay, and another one is Virginia
2: Tech. No! Minus
3: four. Don't at, do it! Come on! Ch- Charlotte against Florida State. Take the Hokies. What? By the way, what is a Hokie? I'm not sure.
2: I believe a Hokie is some kind of a animal foreign to indigenous uh, forests. I have no idea.
3: Okay. that yeah, okay, Didn't make right. any sense. So
2: you're taking Virginia Tech over Florida State, a Florida State team, if memory serves me correct, fresh off a victory over their arch-rival Urban Meyer and the Florida Gator. Yeah. So you're not putting a lot of stock in momentum, but Virginia Tech basically, outside of the first game, has been great all season, right?
3: Outside of the first two games.
2: Who they lose to? Who they lose to in game two?
3: They lost to James Madison coach. Wow. And that would be awesome that a team that loses to James Madison ends up winning the ACC. Wow! Because I'm just, I've always told people there's not that much difference in football teams, so they don't tend to believe me. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the last game, no. SEC Championship. Woo! Here, uh, Auburn will win, but they'll win on the last play of of a Cam Newton drive in a 50 to 49 ball game. This is good. Auburn is not good at stopping the pass. South Carolina can throw the ball, and they got receivers that are gigantic. They got Terrell Owens-sized wide receivers, and I'm not kidding. South Carolina makes it a heck of a game. Take South Carolina plus the six points. Wow, big
2: Dog stepping out. I hope you're not stepping into anything, but you are stepping out this week. South Carolina upset yeah. over Auburn. You're taking Virginia Tech over the uh, Seminoles of Florida State, and you're taking Louisiana Tech over Nevada. You are a uh, brave, bold, wild, and crazy man, Big Dog.
3: If I was going to take an NFL game, you'd have to go to com to find we'll out what I, was going to, what I was going to take. I
2: will check that out immediately after the show. By the way, did you hear the uh, Alabama music director, band director, fired for playing the song, uh, seriously, playing the song Take the Money and Run when Cam Newton and the Auburn Tigers came out to warm up?
3: And also, don't forget, there was a couple other songs that he played. They also played Son of a Preacher Man.
2: Wow. I was
3: not aware of that.
2: Fired. That's pretty cool.
3: Alabama fired them, yes. Uh, you got to be careful when you got that job. You do not want to mess around.
2: The band so. directors everywhere are staying on edge, I'm sure. David Olsen, you want to clean up today or bat the two-spot? No, I'll bat the two-spot. There you I'll go. Bat Ladies bat and gentlemen, producer spot. extraordinaire,
1: Mr. David Olsen. All right, game number one, Atlanta goes into Tampa Bay. Uh-oh. Both of them up atop. top. Um... But I think Atlanta is the real deal. Uh, I'm going to take them, uh, plus the three. Yeah,
2: they barely survived last week. A lot of times, I like your theory, teams that barely survived, pulled out a win the week before, pressures off, they come out and play a great game in week two.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, game number two, which I think is the game of the weekend. Wow. Is, uh, the Steelers at the Ravens. Woo-hoo.
0: Playoff football.
1: Them, both of them have identical records. Both uh, in the division, uh, down to their divisional ra- records. Yes,
2: uh, there. This is so. There's the tiebreaker. You'd have to go like the eighth tiebreaker, which I think is absolutely coaches. The looks of the coach's wife, I think. Exactly.
1: The right exactly. Um, the Ravens are favored by three, and I like the Ravens. Okay. Uh And then. I'm finally becoming a believer. I'm going to take the uh Bears plus 5 over Detroit. Okay. I don't think Detroit has a has a prayer in this one. I think
2: they got a prayer, but I think it's a good pick 5 points for a Bear team on a roll.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a Detroit that's a team pretty good pick. can't put together a complete game anymore.
2: Big dog, I'd be interested real quick uh the game of the weekend as David Olson uh described the Pittsburgh at Baltimore. You got any thoughts on that one?
3: Um I I like Pittsburgh in that game. Uh, and I think it's going to be one heck of a one heck of a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, it is kind of funny. The, the Ravens look dominant early. They've they've looked a little like they're going to have to start playing some better football. And and and, and uh, it's great the fact that they're tied with uh, the Steelers. How often do you get that? They have the same division record, same conference record, mm-hmm. same record against common opponents. I mean, this truly is a, like the winner take all type game. Basically, it's an 87% chance that the winner of that game will win the division.
2: Somewhat similar playing styles, too, right? Both teams, you know, defense is their base. They both got good quarterbacks, uh, maybe not exactly similar in style, real good running backs. They pass the ball, not with a lot of flair, but with efficiency. There's not only in record, but in playing styles, they're kind of similar as well.
3: And they both have players that you can honestly say are the greatest Ever at their positions. I mean, I uh, at least argue and Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu at safety. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then also if you think about Ray Lewis and and, and James Harrison, they've got some great, great. I mean, like all-time great defensive players mm-hmm. on their team. All
2: right. Suddenly, I'm getting excited about that Sunday yeah. night game. Yeah, Sunday
1: night game. And then our, it, it, wait, wait, wait. Is it the Sunday night? I game? thought it was. Oh yeah, it is the Sunday night game. Um, also another thing to look at is uh, Pittsburgh is five and one on the road this season and the Ravens are undefeated at home. Oh interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's Interesting. A lot of storylines here. Absolutely. Playoff type atmosphere. All right, beat the Schmoes. You want to make your picks, folks, uh chance to beat the Schmoes. You'll win a valuable prize if you do beat it. But even more importantly than the prize. Tangible things aren't what it's all about, Big dog, The pride. The prestige of being able to walk around the city or wherever you happen to live and say <laughs> that you were able to beat the Schmoes. You really can't put a price on that. I mean, maybe maybe you can. All right, you know what? Big things are
3: priceless. You cannot put a price on
2: them. Thank you very much. I went over the NFL slate, and there was only one game that I like. Typically, I like to go NFL for the football picks just to keep it consistent. But I didn't like any of the games. The only one that I'll care to pick is Seattle minus six over Carolina. I think Pete Carroll gets the ball club back on track. Seattle in a slump, but I think they break out of it and get back in the uh race. In what are they? The uh, AFC West. Yes, coach. No, the NFC West. Yeah, the NFC yeah. West. Sir, that's the division that nobody wants to win.
3: They, they, yeah. they used to be in the AFC West. Yes. Until, you know, they decided to put eight new teams yeah. in
2: that. So, I, you know, I think Seattle's going to find a way to win that game, give up the six points. Didn't like any of the other NFL games. I'll go to the college front. Now, I'm not rooting against Northern Illinois University. I think Northern Illinois University will win, but I think Miami of Ohio. Very well coached. Very well coached. Miami of Ohio is going to make a game of it tonight, I'll, I, Again, I'm rooting for of you, but Big Dog, I'll take Miami and 17 points tonight.
3: Yeah, that's that's a lot of points. Yep. They've been killing people, though, Coach. They have mm-hmm. been awesome.
2: All right, in Game 3, this is the one you mentioned, Big Dog. You didn't pick it. I'd be interested to hear which way you think the game's going to go. In Nebraska, Oklahoma, it's at Oklahoma. Big 12 championship last time. Last time Nebraska ever plays a Big 8-Big slash 12 game I'm going to take the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and I'll take all six of those points, thank you very much, to beat Oklahoma. The Cornhusker over the Sooner, Big Dole. What do you think?
3: Uh, I was going to say straight up, right now I think Oklahoma is going to win the game, Coach.
2: Does my six points help?
3: Uh, A little bit. I'm going to go with Oklahoma in that game. I have the
2: option. All right. We will see. We will see. 888 four eight if you want to make any picks again it's uh beat the schmoes you can email us at mike two guys at AOL.com. The picks are in big dog you on the season twenty one and fourteen with a tie against the spread. That's pretty impressive young fellow.
3: Sixty percent that's pretty good coach. And you're you're even better so far. So it, it's funny. Hopefully my Tytown picks can start going as well as my beat mm-hmm. the schmo picks, coach.
2: Yeah. You're a man of many uh many immediate opportunities. You know, the big dog can be seen in plenty and plenty of places.
3: Yeah, and seriously, I'm going to start doing webcam stuff soon, Coach, but you're going to have to be at least 18 or over to get on that and have a credit card.
2: Uh, I qualify 18 and over times three. Thank you very much. Oh, that's beautiful, 54. Thank you very much. But But I might not have the active credit card you're looking for, so one out of two is not bad. Hey, real quick, dog, NBA, LeBron James visiting Cleveland yesterday. Get off the football front for just a second. I don't know if you watched the game, LeBron. I didn't see much of it scored thirty eight points had a pretty good game didn't even play in the fourth quarter. The thing I like best though is that LeBron took the right attitude. he took it all in fun. he smiled the best way to cure the tension is just a good old smile that's what LeBron did. He had fun with the fans, even if the fans weren't having fun with him
3: well that's cool that's cool. I'm just glad nobody like uh accosted him through batteries or anything oh. like that. typical Cleveland stuff, so yep. you know that was that but they didn't embarrass themselves
2: apparently they had a, a I don't know how it got around to all the fans, but they had a moment of silence for LeBron. I didn't see this, but I heard he shot a free throw, and I don't know. Again, I don't know how the communication was passed to all the fans, but complete silence after the free throw for like 20 seconds.
3: That's hilarious. Almost That's like good.
2: Almost like you know junior high days when you give a guy the silent treatment. I like it. Yeah. And some very clever signs were out there as well, but LeBron scored uh, 38 points. Real quick, on the NBA front, there's a new superstar that is starting to uh, make his sharp elbows and his soft shooting touch felt, Big dog, He's out in Sacramento, or I'm sorry, out in L.A., plays for um, Vinny Del Negro and the Fighting Clippers, but Blake Griffin, his second 30-point night. The Clippers beat the San Antonio Spurs yesterday. The last two years we've been getting more and more young NBA stars. please put uh, Blake Griffin down as yet another one.
3: yeah coach. and he is fun to watch. I mean it's uh, did you see his dunk the other day where he threw the ball into the hole instead of dunk it? Was that Blake Griffin
2: or Brent Berry?
3: Oh my oh my goodness it was absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> what a play yeah he's he's fun to watch coach and you're right he is a superstar and the clippers we you know we thought oh they drafted Blake Griffin whoever the clippers draft they end up being brutal but it ends up being the right draft pick so that mm-hmm. that's cool hopefully it works out for the clippers
2: yeah, so. I, you know and I think you're on the same wavelength with me we've always enjoyed high school and particularly college basketball more i got to tell you the last couple of years of the nba pretty good stuff yeah, it's getting better. It really is. The post-Jordan NBA was bad for yes. a couple of
3: years, but yes. it's it's starting to get back to being some good basketball again.
2: So many good young, and not not just talented, but but exciting to watch play. Even the bad teams, even the bad teams. There's one or two guys you don't mind tuning in and uh, watching them play for fifteen twenty minutes.
3: I know. I'm with you on that, Coach. Hell yeah! yeah. Right. Thank you.
2: Bulls at uh, Boston Celtics tonight. Carlos Boozer trying to see if he can outdo his 5-2 and two from Game 1. Big Dog, how do you see that one coming out?
3: Uh, I see him going at least 6-3 and three today, Coach.
2: <laughs> Smart ass. All right, let's finish the show up again. Football Friday, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Dog, are you off next week, by the way?
3: Uh, Yes. and I, I think I can do the Monday show, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, okay. Thursday, I don't think I'll be doing it.
2: Very That's, difficult yeah. for our listeners to uh, realize that they have to go three days without you, but... We will try to keep our heads above water. Final minute is yours, big dog. Again, the lead story today: passing of Ronnie Santo, a guy that uh, I liken to you a little bit. I think you approach life the way Ronnie did. I know he was close to you. Final thoughts your way, my friend.
3: No, I, no, honestly, coach. You know, like I've kidded around about Ron Santo and all that, and I, I got to. Th- I'm honest when I'm saying this, and this is. I love the man. I, you know, met him a couple times. He was always, always good to me when I was an intern, intern at WGN i, I got to tell you something, I, I truly, truly love the man. And today, uh, uh, Robert the Rainmaker McEwen doesn't realize he's going to have to do a little extra work because we're going to have to do a, a Ron Santo tribute coaching. Mm-hmm. He is truly a Chicago icon, and he will be missed, totally missed.
2: Anytime so. we can get Robert the Rain Man, what the hell is his last name again? Uh, McEwen. Yeah. Uh, anytime we can get him to do extra work is a good thing, and Ron Santo will indeed be <laughs> missed. What do you think, another statue outside of Wrigley? Uh, yes, he definitely deserves to have a I statue, so. Coach. I think so. Absolutely. I think so. All right, Big Dog. Finally, for the female fans out there, he's single, he's good-looking, he's unattached. Well, two out of three is not bad. Where might the females find you this weekend, Mister Big Dog?
3: Uh Well, today I, I slept in the studio, so uh, but I, tonight yep. I'll be working all day, and then tomorrow I'll be out at Montrose Beach repping uh, some football tournament, Coach.
2: Beautiful. What time?
3: Uh, at nine forty-five in the morning. All
2: right. I'll come looking for you.
3: Oh, it'll, heck, yeah. Might as well be out there, Coach. It'll be
2: me and probably 825 and under, two guys in a mic, fans. All right. Oh, have, yeah. a, have a great weekend, Big dog. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. Two guys in a mic, talkzone.com, signing off. We'll see you Monday at 10.